five, four, three, two, one. Hey, you! Yeah, I'm talking to you, sassy girl. Need a little ah in your step? Try this on for size. It's pop. It tastes great. It makes you feel kind of funny. Not here, not down there, but all up in this area. Talking pop. Sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about What's the deal with this pop life and when is it gonna fade out The thing you got to realize what we're doing is not a trend We got the gift of melody, we're gonna bring it till the end, come on now Hi, welcome to Talkin' Pop, my name is Jennifer Smith And I'm here with the gentleman to my jack, Tim Capel, how you doing Tim? Ooh, I like it Jennifer Smith, I am Tim Capel, and look at us. We're doing it once again by popular demand, perhaps, uh, or because we just needed a topic for December. Ah, guys, welcome to Surviving the Holidays, Part 2. Happy Hour Holidays. And, Happy Hour Holidays. You know, I remember doing that uh, first part of this and you know I remember having it's a good lot of that one fun. of us does yes I remember doing it like I remember it was fun um but I thought like you know you might want to go back and listen to some of that so you don't just like repeat some of the same crap from last year mm-hmm. um so I listened back today and by god that episode's fun as shit uh <laughs> it really was like I was like look at these podcasts of motherfuckers right here <laughs> Not to toot our own horns, but, but toot fucking toot, toot man. Toot. I'm just yep. saying it was great, and um, I forgot. I forgot how great it was. So um, here's to next year when I'm saying the same thing about this episode. Hopefully, <laughs> cheers. Yes, I will say I was glad to hear that you went back and listened to that episode because I considered doing that today myself. Uh, the day kind of got away from me, but I thought. I know I'm going to run into a situation where I'm like, have I told this story before already? Just in our second outing here. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. So I was like, I need to brush up on it. But if you find yourself in that situation, I will reroute you. So Please, yes. Don't worry about it. But I really did enjoy, if you haven't, if our listeners have not listened to that episode, you can find it on the Place Nation Pop Archives. And um, it's from December of 2018, and I think it's released on Christmas Eve that year. So, um, wow! But you tell this story about going to your neighbor's house, you and your mom, the uh, Adams family. Yeah, the Adams family. It was funny as hell. I was dying. It was great. I I knew that I told that story. Did I tell the RoboCop story? Yes, you did tell your RoboCop story, which is also great. Um, kind of empty take on that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic, and it made me want to watch RoboCop. So, it, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. come on. And mm. uh, so at the end of that episode, we got a little um, in our feels, as we do sometimes randomly. Um, but True. I thought we had really great advice. Um, I thought we were very insightful. So I'm just God, saying it. it was good and. Here's to living up to that. <laughs> well, I don't remember giving advice, but I trust it was um, 
beneficial to some of you maybe i I thought it was i thought it was all very very good yeah i don't know that i'm i'm probably fresh out of advice this year but (laughs) we'll see how the night goes well good thing nobody um wrote into us to ask for any advice although that was an option that was an option because we at the end of kind of last minute last year we were like we should get some Christmas stories from the nation. And um, that's what we, we read a couple of stories that we got um, submissions from listeners. And we thought, well, that was like really fun and it went over well. So we were going to try that again this year. Um, so I decided to add like questions or like advice, whatever you want to ask us, kind of like ask me anything um, for talk and pop. So we've got some questions tonight and we've got some stories tonight. We um, do. I, I am quite confused though why nobody asked our advice for any situations. <laughs> like I said, I was befuddled that we had the audacity to give advice <laughs> last year. So uh, I don't know. Ho- hopefully it's still. Um, Maybe that advice really keeps, and uh, they feel like the wisdom that we bestowed last year just carried carried on into the new year, and everybody's great. No one's in need of any advice or any advisement. That sounds right. This holiday season. Especially from us, probably, yeah. God. <laughs> Whatever, we're awesome. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um. Well, All right. Before we get to our mailbag, um, what are your plans for the holiday? Uh, this is a little bit weird for me in that I have no idea, honestly. Usually, I mean, by this time, at the time of our recording, I mean, it's December 11th, pulling the curtain back. Mm-hmm. My plans have pretty much firmed up. Not that they're anything big most years, but it's like... You know, I've talked to my mom, I'm going to come over on Christmas Eve, more than likely spend the night, do Christmas Day, not that we even do anything Christmas Day, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just an excuse to do something with my mom. Right. Um, which, I mean, any occasion is, is really good for that, uh, especially... Now that I'm a, an adult, you know, live alone, whatever. It's like my mom's going to be a mom about it, right, right? Right. So we have planned our annual Christmas dinner for this coming weekend, which I am looking forward to. That's something we do every year. But we haven't really talked about Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, and I think it's because it lands – at a weird time this year. Like, isn't Christmas Day on a Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, I do think it's in the middle of the week. So, it's in the middle of the week. Yeah. I get a day off of work. And while I do have PTO, I I could take throughout the year. It's going to be exhausted by then. So, I'm not going to have any... <laughs> well, I, I shouldn't say that. In the next I've two weeks, sk- you're going to exhaust all your PTO. I, I, I phrased that badly. Um <laughs> I've actually scheduled more time around New Year's okay. uh, because I can kind of stretch that out into like five days by only using one. Uh, anyway, gotcha. no one cares. Um, <laughs> but Christmas, that Christmas week, I'm kind of like, ugh. I mean, I would have to take two days to really mm-hmm. get any sort of bang for my buck because you want to stretch it to a weekend, right? Exactly. 
But with Christmas on a Wednesday, it's like, fuck. Um, so I just sort of, I'm just sort of writing Christmas off this year, which is fine. It's not That's a big fine. deal. How many years does Christmas land on a Wednesday? What, once every six years? I don't know how these things work. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't have Christmas Eve off. I'm going to be working that day, which, again, it's going to be an easy day at work. No one's going to be, no one's going to be there. No one's really going to be expecting anything. So, not worried about that. Um, but I'm like, I've got this random day off in the middle of the week, essentially. So, I guess I'll still do overnight at my mom's and hang out Christmas Day. But she just started a new job, too. So, I don't think any of either of us are really feeling it. And, I mean, my dad just moved out to the sticks. Um, my aunt just moved out to the sticks also. Uh, and these are the people who have traditionally in the past, like, hosted big Christmas events for my dad's side of the family. Right. And that's kind of all up in the air this year. My grandparents also, my dad's mom, um, they just moved. They're in the process of like downsizing, still local, but they're not trying to host a shitload of people. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> I really don't. And I'm kind of cool with that. I'm glad it's not a big ordeal or not treated as a big deal this year like it often is because I just get stressed out over that shit. Just a low-key Christmas. Um yeah, I, so. I can get on board with that. Um, so what about you? Are you hosting this year? Yes. Doing anything, having people over? Yes. We're not traveling this year like last year. Um, we're just having my in-laws and my mom here from like that Monday to like that Thursday. So not too bad. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be good. I think it'll be good for Ethan on Christmas morning to have, you know, his grandparents with him. Cause that's yeah. out of the norm for us. They're not usually with us on Christmas morning. So, um, I think he will like that. And we're going to do Chinese food. Oh, I like that. Something a little bit different. And I'm not going to go as wild as I did on Thanksgiving and gain eight pounds, but, um, <laughs> I am still going to indulge a little bit, so. Yeah. Looking What's your go-to with Chinese? Like, what are you into? All of it? Well, I like me some um, sesame chicken. Oh, yeah. And I love fried rice. Yeah. Um, although I make some awesome cauliflower fried rice, which I know sounds mm-hmm. disgusting, but is very good. Um, and okay. Take Yeah, I know. And I was, General Tao? Big general yes, towel fan. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about homemade egg rolls as well. Because I want to do like a mixture of like ordering stuff and making stuff. And supplementing making stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I like some uh some egg drop soup. Gotta have that. Never made it at home, but I'm I mean, not it's a big just... fan of the soup. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, that and wonton soup I'm pretty okay with. Mm-hmm. Um shrimp toast, surprisingly enough. It seems like it you can't get it everywhere nowadays but good appetizer i think uh let's see uh, i like the general towels not so much chicken but the shrimp because i am i don't know i always go shrimp over chicken any day really and uh lo mein. are you big oh, uh yes lo- yeah yes, gotta I get love that lo mein. that's where my majority of my carbs will be coming from exactly i'm gonna try to make lo mein 
at home. Ooh, that sounds that good. Works. Um, also, I like sushi. So I was thinking of perhaps mm-hmm. maybe adding some sushi. Hmm. Would you be attempting to make sushi? Probably not. No, I'll probably yeah. let the experts <laughs> handle that. Right. <laughs> that would be quite an undertaking, it especially. Imagine everyone getting food poisoning. Yes. <laughs> Christmas Eve. As much as I might want to poison some of the people that will be here. Uh, right. I probably right. shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So last year you did Disney, right? I did, yes. How did that go? Because it was... You were talking about it, and you were kind of like unsure, not knowing if it was the best idea to travel and do this over Christmas. So what was the verdict? Well, in previous years, we had stayed um, on site, like at the resorts. And Mm -hmm. so this year, we didn't, or that year, last year, we didn't. um, (laughs) We did um, an Airbnb, like it was a nice apartment, like a condo type situation. Um, it was nice. I mean, we enjoyed staying there, but there's nothing like being on site at Disney just because they could like bus you there. You don't have to park and you don't have to walk and all that shit. So you're in the ecosystem. Yeah. And it's really just cool just to be on like Disney transport anyway. But, um, so I found that a little irritating, but, um, we went to Hollywood studios and my son would not do anything. (laughs) <laughs> just like i mean like i kind of thought he might get on a couple of things yeah. but it was just like we went to toy story land first because that was where he really wanted to go and it was amazing like it they did a great job with toy story land it looked really cool um at we ate at one of the um the little places there i think it's called woody's tour toy box or andy's toy box or something mm. and they make like these pastries or like a homemade pop tart uh it was amazing like i'd had a lot of attitude it was early in the morning but i had a lot of <laughs> attitude up to that point and then after i ate that i felt a lot better um but it's like, like as soon as you eat it's kind of like okay we're back yeah like i felt better after that I'll, i'm still irritated but um it's like, look, I'm not trying to pay $100 for you to walk around and look at this park. Like, can we just do something? Like, something. Do anything. anything. I'm like, there's shows we can do. There are different. He just wanted to walk around the park. I'm like. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's what he wanted to do, I feel that, like. And that was John's <laughs> point of view. He's like, this is what he wants. I'm like. <laughs> I mean, if he's not doing anything and actively complaining, then you got a problem. No, you know? it just—it was just. Uh, I'm like, okay, so I'm just gonna drink, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't like Epcot the big drinking? Epcot is the place. big drinking, but they did have like little stands um, oh. where you pay twelve dollars and you know get your drink or whatever. And yeah, um, which you're perfectly willing to do at that. Point. Definitely, I'm. I'm not counting my pennies at Disney, so I, I don't give a fuck <laughs> how much it costs. Penny, look, pennies aren't money anyway. Fuck you, pennies. Like, whatever. Um, just, just slide my card. I don't care anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and we had reservations um, for lunch at the really cool, like, diner-looking, I forget what it's called, um, restaurant. So that was really fun, and there were a lot of characters there. I really enjoyed that. I got drunk there. It was great. Um, the food was amazing, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that 
next year we'll be going back to do Galaxy's Edge. Uh, all the Star Wars stuff that they've added oh my since then. My cousin, mind you, not my not my younger cousin, my cousin who's a year older than me, was telling me, and is married with, with a couple of kids, was telling me how much he is geeking out over Galaxy's Edge, where apparently you can build your own lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Which this we've is done thing. before at a park. Uh, and it's like $200. Yeah, it's <laughs> It's like, but you're going to pay it. Just like you're going to pay for all that shit there. And we're like having this conversation talking about, oh, you would do it. I would do it this way. I would have this color and this kind of hilt. And we're just like, we're grown men in our thirties talking about this. And like, at no point did children even factor into this conversation. (laughs) I can't imagine like how that place is going to clean up. And, like, really, that's the one, like, area where I'd be okay with him just walking around and looking stuff. Because I'm sure yeah. that it's going to be pretty immersive. And we're all about that stuff. So, I'm like, if he doesn't want to do anything, that's fine. Like, at least walking around in that environment will make me happy. And then also I could pop over to Toy Story Land and get another one of those Pop-Tarts. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I've really been dreaming about them ever since. There you go. You got it. You know, when you're feeling a little bit too drunk, that's when you want something to eat so yes. that you don't uh, totally fall out. Uh, so you just kind of go back and forth. Just um, you know, be be kind of economical about it. I mean, not penny pinching, of course, but right. just in terms of uh, you know tapering the sobriety with uh, with the alcohol and just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's I what like I try it. to do every day, Tim. <laughs> Well, it's yes. called functionally, and, uh, <laughs> functional alcoholism. That brings us to a question, actually. <laughs> yes. That's a great segue. Great question segue. I just thought of. Who asked the question, Jenny? Uh, and we, this was a kind of an 11th hour question. Um, not on our format sheet, I, I don't believe. but um, And I don't know if it was an official question, but it was asked, uh, at what time is it acceptable to start drinking on Christmas Day? Yes, that question came from Ben Locke. And yes, our good friend in the UK. I think that the answer is um, the night before or um, <laughs> the entire week before. I think I said two weeks before. Two weeks before, acceptable. Um, you know, at the very least, you know, some mimosas with your brunch oh, yeah. if you're doing mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, like. Or you could do uh, at Christmas time. Not so much mimosas. Let me see if I have this right, but um, poinsettias. Point, yes. Is that with cranberry? That's with cranberry, yes. I do I've like also heard cranberry. Of, of, you know, you could just do, I've heard of people doing vodka, champagne, and cranberry, which Ooh. seems a little, yeah, I don't know if I want to mix. Champagne and vodka. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I've, I've known people to do it, so... In any case, or I guess you could have Bloody Marys. I mean, that's always a good. Yeah, I'm not really a big like Bloody Mary fan. It it you feel a little bit pickled after a few, whereas with at least with uh, mimosas, you can kind of pound them to be honest, and you're not really feel it until the afternoon. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) when you will pass out? (laughs) Well, yeah, you do go to sleep. Champagne puts me to sleep. Oh my god, yeah. But I mean, if we're truly sticking to the spirit of the question, if you're 
waiting until Christmas Day, or you're taking a break and you're drinking, um, when do you start drinking on Christmas Day? I mean, there, there's two ways of answering it. If you have children, and these children get you up at 5 a.m., yeah. or whatever time they do, um, I think that it's appropriate at any time during the day, but maybe if you're a coffee drinker, you do a little bit of Bailey's in your coffee. That you sounds know? good, yeah. You big fan of? I know you're not a fan of eggnog, but no. how about uh, how about some Bailey's? You I'm can good do with that. that, like an Irish coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell, yep. I might have to add that to the liquor store list. That sounds there. Good, you go. Actually, and they they make uh, several varieties. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, this time of year, um, you get your. I'm all, I mean, I'm always the traditional Bailey's type, but I think they have it with like cinnamon and vanilla, just all kinds of festive flavors i could be on board with the vanilla that sounds pretty good yeah so check that out um if you don't have children and you just roll out of bed on christmas day it's sort of like well what are we doing i mean yeah i mean whenever you want yeah Yeah, just i mean unless you're driving somewhere which is you know you know yeah, I would certainly not advise drinking anything before you drive to your destination. Um, or just Uber, but, if you got to do that. Well, I guess you could. Yeah, they're going to be running on Christmas Day, you oh, figure. Yeah. So. <laughs> Driving all these fucking yeah, drunks around, sure. Clearly. I mean, no rules around this. Let's face it. It's whatever helps you get through the holidays. For sure. Um, the other, um, like, he did a slash on that question, so it was like, acceptable to start drinking slash opening presents which i thought was funny it's like <laughs> <laughs> are we what, what are you doing with this question? <laughs> like um because that's a whole different thing like when people open their presents um, it is because a lot of people do like the whole like one present on christmas eve thing yep yep um i've never really been too picky about it we don't necessarily have a tradition about doing that i've definitely let him do that before um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, I, I don't really care. I mean, just like wake up and make sure everybody's awake first and then do it. When I was a kid, we did the one present on Christmas Eve, but it was always something that it couldn't be just like, Oh, here are all your presents. You can pick one. It was, it was like something that I either knew I was getting already mm-hmm. or my mom or grandparents would be like hey you can open this <laughs> like they would yeah. be in charge of what i could and could not open um but we did that and i i kind of like that tradition as a kid but it, it did you know eventually fall out of fashion just you know we don't really care anymore we're all yeah. adults now yeah <laughs> all right ben had like nine questions so we're just okay. going to go through all of ben's questions let's um, do it this is interesting. Are the American TV schedules as big a deal over there as they are here? Like we said, Ben is in the mm-hmm. UK. Um, no? Not really. No. Uh, well, the thing with the UK, I mean, the television model, you know, with BBC productions... Mm-hmm if you will, they often have very short seasons compared to American programming, right? And they make a big deal of, like, doing a holiday special. And it'll be kind of perhaps isolated, kind of maybe they're on a break, and, hey, this is your 
next shot of Doctor Who or right, whatever it is. Right, yeah, while. I'm familiar with the Doctor Who Christmas specials. Um, mm-hmm. But like here, it's like most shows will do probably a holiday themed episode. But then again, like you said, right. most people get a break. Like, yeah, after that, you're you know, in reruns and this for a is, couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, in our television model has, I mean, changed over the years where right. you've got like the, you've got the mid-season break now, but even in the days of like, even going back to the 80s and the 90s where you just had like straight up 22 episode seasons or more, there was never like a separate holiday special. It was right. just a regular episode, like you said, and then the show would go away like in December, come back in January, and, you know, that's what we're used to. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those, I don't know why it's, uh, that may relate to another question that we got that I will, um, I'll try to call back to once we get to it. Yeah, once we get to Ben's 85 questions. Yes, yes. Um, Okay. Does the president do a speech that you're all made to watch, similar to the Queen's speech? Ah, uh, yes. I'm not made to watch any speech that my president gives, <laughs> much less no. on Christmas. So. Yeah, um, so this was a thing that I was, I guess, vaguely familiar with, the Queen's speech, which I guess is called the Royal Christmas Message. Um I don't know if our British friends are laughing at me right now. Probably. Maybe they, no one calls it that, but, um, I mean, no, we don't really have the equivalent of that here. Um, there is usually some kind of holiday-ish address by our president, um, as part of, you know, just the weekly address that takes place, but, I mean, our current president isn't really big on tradition. (laughs) Nope. Or formality. Or, you know, knowing how to give um, a speech. Or, yes. Um, right. Or speaking. Yeah. Uh, so, or being well, a he's big on speaking, but comprehension, not right. so much. Yeah. Uh, so, no, we don't really. I mean, if we do have the equivalent of it, no one really pays attention. Um, it's just sort of something you might see on the nightly news and ignore it, while like you're a, going a other photo things. op or you know it, mm-hmm. it's bullshit it's not like the state of the union or anything no. like that which we have in january yeah. and has nothing to do with the holidays and is a nightmare um and it has been a nightmare for some time um yes so what else do we have here okay this one is more of a demand than a question um, i see Trifle is the devil's dessert. Discuss. Um, So, after I googled what is a trifle. Okay, so look. I've seen Harry Potter. I've read Harry Potter. I know what a trifle is. But I did not realize that the cake. Because it's like um, like a layered dessert, right? So, it has like um, like cake and like a custard or like a pudding or whatever. And Mm -hmm. fruit and whatever, whatever, and different flavors. I did not realize that the cake function was like alcohol soaked in a trifle. Right. But I feel Um, like they're probably boozy and non boozy versions of the trifle. Are you a big fan of are you a big fan of tiramisu? I do like tiramisu. 
which it is, is kind of kind of like that, but that's yeah. lady fingers soaked in coffee. Um, yeah, it's a. Here's the thing. Um, my okay. So my great uncle, who is my my mom's uncle, um, for years and years would make rum cakes, mm-hmm. and these were pretty boozy rum cakes. Like you could really taste the rum in it, mm-hmm. and. My stepdad kind of got a hold of it when he came into the picture. I mean, this is 20 years ago, but he was kind of like, I think I can improve on this. And he started playing around. So he does a traditional, what's traditional in our family, chocolate rum cake, Mm. which is like a cup of rum in the cake and then like another cup of rum, maybe not a cup, but half a cup for the glaze. So this thing is like soaked. It is a very wet cake. Um, moist. That's actually very moist. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying not to say, I was trying not to say moist, but whatever. We'll say moist. Um, and uh, I mean, if you like rum or at least kind of the hint of rum flavor, it does burn off. Let's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The alcohol, yeah, burns off. The alcohol burns off. You're not going to get drunk off the cake. But you're like, holy shit, (laughs) this is a strong cake. Man, I want Um, some of that fucking rum cake now. Very rich, very moist. um, Tends to be a a big hit at parties. Yeah. Uh, So when I think of a a really kind of moist cake, that's what I think of. Um, and it's very good. Don't get me wrong. He also does a, a rum butter cake, which mm. is, I, I, that's actually my fave. Um, because while the chocolate is good, it's, it's kind of heavy, you mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. the, the butter cake is kind of lighter and just, mm. I can really eat that shit up. Man, but anyway, we're getting so on. Trifle is, um, Wait. I don't know. It has a way of, so, like, the southern version of a trifle is, like, banana pudding and without right. the booze. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm on board with banana pudding for sure. And now I'm thinking of ways to make the banana pudding boozy and Oop. soak in the, the cookies in what? What would be good? What's like a, a good banana liqueur. Yeah. Or, like, a coconut. Ooh, yeah, coconut Ooh, would be good. That would be a – damn it. Mm-hmm. So trifles, I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably gonna like. Or um, hmm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like a coconut liqueur or a or a just a banana liqueur, mm-hmm. I think. But as far as trifle, it is a way of making the cake a little bit gummy. I think that can be yeah undesirable, yeah. you know. But it sort of depends. I, I mean, I don't think we encounter it enough here where we live geographically. No, definitely not. Um, to really consider it uh, the devil's dessert. No. Um, we can kind of take it or leave it, but I can see if that's like something that is constantly foisted on you, yeah. it would get pretty old. <laughs> It reminds me of that episode of Friends. I don't know if you'll know the reference or not, but... Mm-hmm. Rachel tries to make something like this, like a layered dessert, and she gets like the recipe fucked up, and then she oh ends, yeah she ends up doing like a layer of 
beef and peas or some shit in it. Yes. And I'm just like, that's that's the first thing I thought of. Like, that is the devil's dessert. <laughs> it's like she combined shepherd's pie with... Yeah, with the trifle. trifle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which well, sounds disgusting. So. How do you do Oh, Lord. she's fucking dumb. <laughs> Dumbass. All right. So, right. staying on the food train, here we are. Um, uh-huh. This is a thing, but... <laughs> I disagree with this, but he says turkey is the driest meat known to man, yet we all choose to suffer it. Why? That is a weird question because there's a lot of assumptions in that question. There are a lot of assumptions baked into that. And I will say that I don't think that turkey is inherently the driest meat known to man. It's not. I, I do think it is all in the preparation. For sure. Um. That said, it is very easy to fuck up a turkey. Like it's it's definitely not foolproof in in terms of how you cook a turkey. And I think more often than not, it will come out dry. And it's often maybe not worth the effort if you aren't willing to put the effort into it. If, if that See. Makes sense. I- like my experience, I've never made like an entire turkey, but I did a turkey breast mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving, and it was super easy, and it came well, out amazing. Like, a breast is not that bad, though. so maybe that's the difference. Like, yeah, I mean, I, it's all breast meat for for starters. But if yeah. you're talking like a nineteen twenty pound turkey, it's like okay, we got to make sure. This thaws at the, you know, doesn't sit out too long, but it's not still frozen inside when it's ready to go in the oven. Because, I mean, something that large is going to kind of thaw from the inside out, and you don't want it to thaw from the outside in. So you got to yeah. leave it in the, in the fridge. You can't yeah. just sit it out room temperature. So that's a whole thing. And then it's like you got to baste it. And I don't know. I feel like this is almost more of a, Here's the thing, like, turkey is more of a Thanksgiving thing, at least in my family, and I know that there are families that do it at Christmas, but we never have. Like, we would do, like, ham Mm -hmm. Christmas Day, if if anything, Um, but never turkey on Christmas Day. So, anyway, Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's all the same. Um, You know, you gotta, you've really gotta baste it, um... I have heard of actually rubbing it with mayonnaise, which I had never heard was a thing until probably this year. Because yeah, I saw several recipes with a mayonnaise bath. <laughs> and it makes sense, right? Because it mayonnaise, it's mostly oil mm-hmm. anyway. It's like 90% oil. Fat. But it's going to, yeah, fat. It's going to stay on the bird. It's not going to, mm-hmm. it's not going to run off right. while it's cooking. Right. So I'm and like, oh, that probably browns the skin pretty well too. It's gonna brown it. Yeah, it stays on there. It's gonna brown it. Um, I've never had it that way, but it sounds, pretty, sounds good. pretty good. But the point being, I mean, you've got to you got to give it some TLC while you're cooking it. I so. mean, maybe those English turkeys are just dry because of <laughs> their Englishness. I don't yes, know. Like sense of humor. y'all need some fat, juicy. Um, you know, like GMO turkeys. Yeah, y'all could need, be. Yeah, y- y'all know. got I, them I will... scrawny free range bullshit. 
in, in fairness, I, I will say that even when I have a really good, really well prepared turkey, it's like this is really good for turkey. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's still not like knock like my socks off. I, I'm a turkey. It's fan. fine. It's I, I'm just surprised that it's persisted for so long. It is surprising as yeah. the go to, like that we just sort of because again, I think. 80% of the time, it is dry and shitty, and no one wants to eat it, and yet, we still do it every year. <laughs> it's not like we've all gotten better as cooks or anything. Well, Southerners um, have decided that anything can be deep fried. And, can be fried. And mm-hmm. if you deep fry a fucking turkey, then you know what's up, because that shit is mm-hmm. good. Deep fried turkey and I have it on good Yeah, shit. I have it on good authority that that's the best way to it prepare is. it. So. It is. I mean, it's scary, which is, like, why Southerners do it, I think, because (laughs) you could, like, legit burn your house down if you fuck that up. Right. If your bird is not defrosted enough, Um, and (laughs) if you have little children around your big-ass fryer that you have to have and your 800 gallons of peanut oil. um, They could die. They could die, for sure. So, it's I mean, it's risky, but it's worth it, (laughs) I think. Yeah, I mean, deep fried turkey. High high risk, high reward. That's I think how it so. works. Yep, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. All right, and but I, I can't answer the question of why we continue to suffer it, even though so so very often it it just sucks. I I think because when it is good, it's good, um, and it's a tradition. It's and tradition. We say, you know, what? it's once a year. Yeah, so. you're supposed to be like honoring the pilgrims or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I don't know. We're so much honoring the pilgrims. Well, I don't know. Our history is is yeah, rather, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, changing subjects on the question board here. Family, uh, favorite family board game, and mm-hmm. on a similar note, Monopoly horror stories. Um, okay, so... I mean, isn't every time you play Monopoly a horror story? Yes, with my son especially. Um, That kid hates to lose anything, and I will find myself just losing on purpose, just so I don't have to fucking deal with this asshole, (laughs) and I'm like, I just don't give a fuck. Like, I don't. Like, I'll try to make it fun for him and, like, just lose on purpose, Um, just Mm -hmm. so I don't have to deal with it. Um, growing up, I like Double Trouble, which is the little board game. It has a little, um, like plastic dome in the middle and with a dice in it and you popped it and then you moved the little guy. Anyway, I kicked ass at that game. Love that game. Yeah. Um, I'll say Monopoly. It is always a horror story. Um, how, how early in the game is it before people start making side deals? You know, that's sort of the, the tell of how your Monopoly game is going. Um, when you're like, shit, I'm really eating it over here. Let me try to cut a deal with so-and-so who's got all the utility companies or whatever. Also, you know? like, who has the time to sit down and play 45 hours of Yeah, exactly. That it takes? Well, and that's the thing. It always ends with the board getting flipped over. Um because you've had enough. I don't think I've ever finished the game. Finished the game, game. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I have, you know, unless I just, like, did bullshit just to go bankrupt and say, fuck all this. Because you're done, yeah. Because I'm, I'm not, yeah, and I will say I'm not always the person to flip the board over, but it always gets flipped over by somebody. 
Um, you just don't have time. I mean, there's just no time to do that. Similar to that, yeah, similar to that is Trivial Pursuit, which I also played with a group of friends for 45 hours. It was like, I want to say New Year's Eve or around yeah. New Year's. It was like at their apartment. It was just something to do. We were drinking, um, playing Trivial Pursuit, having a good time until... Um, we realized that, um, our cars, like three of us who were hanging out with our friends at this apartment complex, our cars all got towed. Oh shit. <laughs> because, yeah. It's all apparently funny games till your car gets towed. Yes. Um, apparently there was a time limit. We weren't in the like designated guest lot and it had been five hours of playing this fucking game. Oh my and, God. Yeah. All our cars got <laughs> That sucks. So that's a story I didn't expect to tell, but it was yeah, fun going down to the car lot um at probably two in the morning to deal with that. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, I mean we've we've played them, you know, at gatherings like with friends and stuff like that. And but you always get the like the super competitive ones. Like me, I love playing games, but I'm not competitive. So it's like yeah. It's fine. Like, I don't care if I lose. I I mean, I try to play my best or whatever, but I, I don't, like, shit talk. I mean, like, I do jokingly, but sure, yeah. I, I don't gotcha. get emotionally invested in this sort of thing. But you have, like, your hardcores who will, you know, and they'll get pissed off and, you know, get butthurt about stuff. And it's just not fun. And my son is that person. Um, mm. and it's just not fun to play with somebody like that. No, not at all. It's not really even worth it. You're like, it's not. you're like, I, you know, I love cards against humanity. Like I love that game. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a blast, especially if you have a sense of humor. Cause you, you basically have to, oh, yeah. to play that game. And then, um, part of it is shit talking, but like some people take it personally, and like, no, my answer was legit more funny. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, get really Oh, mad. yeah, you get into criticizing each other's senses. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on. Play the <laughs> game here. Get it together. I will say another one that we played a lot growing up. It was this game. It was kind of like Scrabble for Dumbasses. It was called Upwards. Um, Scrabble for Dumbasses? And I don't really know how to describe it. It was all, like, all the pieces were plastic instead of wood you know like you'd get with the scrabble board and the rules were a little bit more simplified i think and it was like my grandmother's favorite game and she would just cheat her ass off playing (laughs) she would just kind of make up her own game and going make up her own rules going into the game and we would be like all right um let's all take a moment here and and consider Mary, what are the rules this time? Um, Just so that we know we're all on the same page here. (laughs) And she'd of course give us a hard time and continue to make up rules as she went. And it was just one of those, I don't know. (laughs) I think I still have that game somewhere, but uh, we have not, we have not played it in many years. Uh, Jenga, not a board game, but still a big hit Mm -hmm. in my household. Um, that's fun until the cat makes an entrance and decides that nobody can play Jenga anymore. Fuck this Jenga, fuck that Jenga, fuck all these Jenga's. Yeah. And that's the end of that. Yep. (laughs) 
the cat wins every game of Jenga. Oh, easily, yeah, because cats are going to cat. Yep. Um. Okay. So, also from the UK, we have Mr. Rory, which I can never say that name. Rory. Rory. Yes. We have that same affliction. Yes, I think. we do. Uh, McNamara. He asks, "Is the number one song on the charts at Christmas time as big a deal in the states as it is?" Over here in the jolly old UK. Um, not for me. Like, Nope. I do not pay attention to it at all. Like, Yeah, we don't. Another thing, we don't really have an American, um, American, American <laughs> equivalent of. Um, and we don't really pay attention to what it is overseas either. Unless it's one of those... <laughs> few years ago and i might be dating myself here wasn't there a big push for like tool to win it and then people were kind of trolling oh that does the charts right yeah yeah it was was like the it's like this big ironic vote for whatever it was and i don't know that it won or not rory could tell us but um that's the type of thing that because it's newsworthy, will make mm-hmm. its way here. Because like, oh, look at what the Brits are doing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, yeah, okay, that's very um, ironic and funny, I guess. I'm familiar with the concept because it's a storyline in one of my all-time favorite movies, Love Actually. Um, oh yeah, where mm-hmm. he's trying to beat the boy band by doing this horrific cover um, <laughs> of that song, and then. Uh, he wants to be number one, like, and everybody freaks out, you know, to get him to number one. I've always sort of wondered, like, why does anybody care about this? <laughs> like, I know, I know. Why it's... is this a story? So that actually makes more sense to me now. Yeah, we just don't have a huge frame of reference there. Definitely not. And also, I think Mariah Carey should just win that um, every year. Pretty much. She is sort of the Christmas troll. Um <laughs> She gives a dreadful live performance every <laughs> Christmas. It becomes worse every year, I think. She still makes so much money. And she still makes so much so money, much I know. Money. People just show up to watch her stand there and lip sync and shit talk her stage performers. And just, I, what a life, you know? I can't imagine her life. Okay, mm. back in the States... Our friend Matt Souza asked, why is fruitcake a thing? (laughs) Also, are you guys pro or anti Christmas caroling? I like fruitcake. Yeah, back to food here. Um, Fruitcake, I don't know, is that that kind of, does that take the place of the trifle here in America? Um, Well, really, because... It's very difficult to make a fruitcake because of it has yep. a fuck ton of ingredients. So I think it's way easier to make a trifle. And I like fruitcake, but it's, I don't see it every year. Like, I don't eat it every year. It's kind of rare, actually, for me to... I mean, I guess I could go to Walmart and get one, but um, right. just to have one is kind of, like, odd. Um, but I do like it whenever I get to have it. I mean, it's full of candy and nuts. (laughs) I mean, really? Yeah. My mom has a, what she calls a a recipe, 30 day friendship cake. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, I mean, it's, it's a fruit cake and you literally do something to it 
every 30 days. It's like she, she gets a big like Tupperware container, puts, I think it starts with, I want to say peaches, I don't know. But it all, you know, you mix it up, you add something every however many days, and finally bake it, and surprisingly it all comes together and is pretty good. But literally the idea is it takes 30 days That's to make. That's a lot of work. It's not really, because it's, it's just like adding something and mixing it. Just remembering that shit. Yeah, you got, I mean, you got to remember. But yeah. it, I mean, it literally takes a minute to yeah. do something huh. to it every few days. So, and and she hasn't made that in a while. I don't know. We were talking about it over Thanksgiving, but I mean, it is a fruitcake. Um, I'm good with fruitcake as long as it does not contain raisins. Raisins kind of oog me out. Mm. So, raisins or dates, I'm like, eh. but yeah, you can put whatever else you want in there. Bunch of fruit, nuts, candy, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I mean that might be unpopular. I don't know, but. Um, I'm I'm, I'm not really going it. out of my way for it. Yeah, but fine if it's or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can do. It. Um, pro or anti Christmas caroling? It's just not something that I've done that much of. Or I mean, like mm-hmm. nobody's ever knocked on my door and tried to carol at me before. I've been a caroler before at a nursing home <laughs> when I was a teenager. Really? Um, yeah, they like our youth group or whatever would take us to the nursing homes and we go around caroling and then um one year they got like a like a somebody's the back of somebody's like trailer and like toted it on a truck and put hay bales in there and we would go around to like pre-approved houses that you know like church members houses Mm -hmm. like they knew we were coming to carol or whatever um but we didn't dress up you know we weren't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in Victorian garb or anything, and we sounded horrible. So there was that. But I mean, if a if a well dressed if a if a if a Victorian cosplayer wanted to come to my door and and sing to me, and it sounded lovely, I would be for that. I'm good. That with sounds that. so awkward. <laughs> awkward, yes, but I'm I'm good with that. I mean, do you just you you answer your door? Do you just stand there? Do you do you greet them and do you say something? Do you offer them anything? Or you just oh, you just take it in? You just listen and then clap and like that was great. You guys are great. You know, I would do that. Um, I don't answer my door, uh, <laughs> so can't say I've really been unless it's a to, Chinese delivery man. Yeah, unless I'm expecting food or something. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> keep it clean, folks. <laughs> when do we ever do that? When do we do that? Uh, and I've never, I can't imagine, like, going door-to-door as a Christmas caroler. Like, there's no way I could, like, do that straight. There's just no way. Yeah, <laughs> I would no not be interested way. in doing it at all. <laughs> it's just, Unless it's, like, stupid. drunk caroling or, like, yeah. uh... Like you could, if you could sing like non-Christmas songs, like karaoke caroling, like let's do mm-hmm. that. That'd be fun, but right. I would probably oh my not God. do it. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. This one, the last question here from Sean Kid for the parent in you. When your kid is an asshole, eighty percent of the year, does that impact how his Christmas goes? 
Obviously fucking not. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on 10 years of that shit now. Yeah, you'll have to take this one. <laughs> I mean, and uh, uh, I mean, some people, it, it really depends, I think, on your family's stance on Santa. Um, <laughs> because, like, with us, we're pretty much over Santa, so. Okay. It's, some people use it as a threat. Like, some people yeah. use Santa as, like, a deterrent for bad behavior. Now, if you don't do that, then, and your kid is an asshole, then it's like, you know you're still going to give your kid presents. Like, yeah. you just know you are. Um, it might be from, you know, you and the wife. Um, and you could pretend like Santa didn't show up. I don't know. Like... I really I wonder do. if anyone I want to hear somebody who's done that like was was just could not get over like I feel like when you're in the moment of okay it's Chris it's the Christmas season now this is where we have to shop and do all this bullshit right and you're not really thinking back to oh how did Sean put it when your kid is an, an asshole. asshole yeah you're not thinking back to January when no. whatever happened but I just wonder if there there are those parents who really do keep the scorecard and they're just they're just stewing the whole time. They're just shaking their heads going, God, this year it was just it, it was really bad this year. Like this was worse than last year. This is the worst year he's ever been. You know, we need to do something about this. We need to really send a message. Like and you either adjust the the volume of presents, which would be really funny, and not say anything, right? You're just like, well, you only got two things this year, two so two things. Sorry, kid. <laughs> Santa was watching you, and you were a fucking asshole. I, I so. tried to tell you, I tried yeah. to tell you, but you know, enjoy what you got. Um, <laughs> or you do something really conniving, like you said, and just like hide a bunch of the presents, and just I don't know, sort of. Have some well, some form of revenge as a parent. <laughs> it's funny that Sean asked this because last year his uh, story was about how when he came down under the tree, all he got was sticks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and his parents let it, let it go for like a while before he... They, for a minute, yeah. yeah he for, had those parents. You know? Yeah, so it's interesting that he asked that question. Um, oh, God, that's funny. And really, like, my kid has his moments, but... I mean, look, he's he's relatively well. I mean, he's he's got a mouth on him, but he gets that honestly. <laughs> he gets um, that for me. I mean, like I can't blame him for the way that I raised him. So it's like mm-hmm. that's not. I can't really punish him for being a smartass. And, um, and you don't keep a scorecard. It I, I don't. I, I can't. It's, You're not going. Let me compare this year to last look, year and see. I, I drink bad. to forget. Okay. <laughs> Like, I'm not trying to worry about Good all stuff. that. Uh, well, why don't we take a quick break here? Okay. And we'll come back. We'll have some stories. And we'll have some some other comments as well that we can't forget. Okay. Um, some jumping off points, as I call them. I like them. All right. Stick around. We'll be back in a few.
Welcome back to Talking Pop, Surviving the Holidays, Part 2, with your hosts, I am Tim Capel, with the woman of the hour, Jennifer Smith. We are on the Jenny position, our first edition of Surviving the Holidays here on Talking Pop, on the Jenny position, but we are going to keep a tradition alive by now sharing some holiday stories. Jenny, are you ready to get into this? I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. All right. So we put out the call. We asked for questions, advice. We did not get any of the latter, um, <laughs> as we discussed. But we also wanted stories. We wanted people's funniest stories or most heartfelt sad if they felt like going there and we got a good selection last year they kind of popped me on air reading them yes and i hope that it's gonna be the case once again here uh because we got a nice assortment once again so i'm gonna kick it off with a story that we got from nick vester who i believe was Nick Vester uh, a recent guest of Geek and Sassy? He was a returning guest. Um, he's a a good friend of mine, and he was on recently to talk some anime. He's a big anime mm-hmm. fan. He's super nerd. Um, great, awesome, amazing person. I love him so much, and I'm so glad he told us his story. Thought picks at the gym was my takeaway at the end yes. of that episode. And he, he has legit gym picks. I'm just saying oh, yeah. if you want to um if you want to stalk a little bit on Instagram, I think his handle is Buff Mage. There you go. Yep. It's good stuff. Good stuff there. All right. So Nick says I had a great aunt and great uncle that gave everyone a gift for Christmas. They had a good bit of money he adds after my great uncle passed away several years ago the gifts got a bit less than fantastic for us younger nephews uh my brothers and a few cousins that is i never really got mad at the gifts more amused than anything else considering i didn't really get to know nearly all of my grand grandparents she and my great uncle were practically the only ones of that generation i had any connection with that said he breaks this down into a few points (laughs) one year we got half of a two-pack of car air fresheners (laughs) half of a two-pack after opening i immediately put mine and my younger brothers together and exclaimed, Wonder Twin Powers acting. (laughs) (laughs) See what I said about the nerdy part? I I could totally see him doing this. I hope that was in the presence of them. (laughs) I hope so, too. (laughs) Wow. Um, Number two. A year I requested cash so I could get a new laptop. I got a sweater that was two sizes too small. In an article about how great a gift sweaters were. <laughs> okay, this this feels passive aggressive. They had to know they were doing this, right? Who was oh, like the fucking balls of somebody? I know, right? Nobody's that oblivious because they're like, mm, I know oh, he's gonna try to. From now on, I'm putting yeah. notes in all my gifts about how fucking great that one gift is. Yes, it was like after the air fresheners uh, incident. <laughs> We're going to include a note here so it can't say anything. Uh, And number three, ASOC. 
Not a pair, a single solitary <laughs> sock. <laughs> Probably from cleaning out the last of my great uncle's old clothes. Jesus Christ. Um, so these are what we would describe as thoughtless gifts. Yes, uh, thoughtless. Uh, not a lot of effort put in here. <laughs> it reminds me of Charlie Brown. I got a rock. <laughs> I mean, really. I, I got a sock. <laughs> Why bother? can't um, imagine. Like, I like to think that his old dear great aunt was just trolling the fuck out of them. I hope. I mean, I hope so. That That's is, just, wow. It's hilarious. But I can relate to this because I think I told the story last year about how, as a kid, we'd kind of get, because my family's been divorced over and over, two and three times over, like, you're making all these multiple stops Christmas Day yes. to visit with relatives who will not visit with each other, but you're sort of obligated to see, um, which is frankly bullshit. And anyway, um, I don't blame my parents for that, but you do your best. And at a certain point you would get to what, um, I refer to as the afterthought relatives house, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is about your third or fourth stop of the day. And God bless them. But it's, in in my case, it was typically like my great grandmother, who was my dad's grandmother, who like lived alone but didn't have a big house, wasn't going to host people, and couldn't really travel. So you really had to come to her, and she had become rather senile. Um, once myself and my cousin were in the picture, she, I mean, did not know us from Adam. Uh, we had no real relationship with her. It was more something that my dad thought was important, right? Mm-hmm. And we'd get there, and she would actually have gifts in some form or fashion. And thinking on it now, I'm like, God, we were such shitty kids because they weren't half bad gifts in all honesty. Do you remember, I don't know if you'll you'll know what I'm talking about, what, the old handheld tiger video game. Oh, yeah, for which, sure. Yeah, so it'd typically be something like that along those lines, right? So it's cheap, but you can still play with. It's a game. It's whatever, right? Like there was some effort put in that. There was some effort there. Not just like a a sock. (laughs) It's not a sock, for God's sakes. But we would get this, and it's like something we didn't ask for, didn't really want, didn't care about. And we're, you know, shitty little kids. We're burned out. We're about to have a meltdown. Um, at the end of a long day and it's just like god can we just fucking go home and play with the gifts we actually wanted and gotten have opened already but that's how it works with the afterthought relatives you know and, and my dad my cousin and i are just like looking at each other you know doing that you know knowing glance thing that kids do and my dad's like be respectful <laughs> right and um, yeah john's grandparents sort of like that for a while and it wasn't it was just they had no clue like what to get and they would like she would try but some of them were just nonsense um some of them were like like she likes to get me jewelry and i'm not that much of a jewelry person um and or like little knickknacks or just it's just pretty much just like nonsense stuff and at the time i would just be like oh it's great you know I'm like what like i had to put this out when she comes over you know sort of like <laughs> yeah thing yeah. um and 
slowly, I think she figured out that cash is the way to go. So cash always fits. It's kind of dwindled down to, you know, you get a $50 bill. So I'm good with that. You know, Mm -hmm. has, um, has Ethan ever had any choice words for anything? And that was another thing. Like we've taken to just buying like the gifts to Ethan from them because like they would try (laughs) and they would try and it was just like, Every now and then they would hit on something that was unexpectedly he would like, but for the most part, he knew going <laughs> to grandma's house, he was going to get some nonsense. And it was like, um, so we like the past probably three years, it's just like, okay, we'll buy this. And um, it's from you guys. <laughs> you know? you that works. <laughs> That's the way to go. <laughs> All this uh, subterfuge, man. It's exhausting. I know. Look at what we go through. This Look. is just... <laughs> And it's for, These it's just all the games that we play with. It's, it is. Children. It's like just, all of it is just like, I don't want to say meaningless. I mean, I want. It's I, bullshit. I know, it's, it's, we just build it up into this impossible situations where you just, there's no, you can't win. Like, hmm. I don't know. It just. Well, and that's the thing. If, if you are a no nonsense kind of person. Yeah. Um, this time of year is just really bullshit for you. That <laughs> is true. And, and nothing but nonsense. Luckily, I'm an extra person, and most people I know are extra in yeah. some degree. Like, my husband's pretty no-nonsense, but, you know, he he doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Like, you know, it just, yeah, you gotta do it. It's fine. <laughs> just, I guess everyone has their limit. There's mm-hmm. degrees to all this stuff. All right, so okay. our next story is from Sean Kidd, a two-timer here, one yep. from last year. Um, returning champion. <laughs> yeah, returning champion. This is a pretty good story, too. Okay, so for years, my cousins and I have sent gag gifts to each other at Christmas, which I think is awesome. I love that Howdy. idea. Yeah. Uh, it gets brutal sometimes. One year, I really wanted to get my one cousin good. He looks like Harry Potter. So my (laughs) wife and I devised a plan to buy an adult-oriented calendar with both men and women, complete with all sexual points of entry, and photoshopped Harry Potter character heads to them. I love this story. I love everything about this. Um, That is a genius gag gift. That's good. That's creative. The dedication, the the creativity, it's all on point and amazing. Especially if your cousin looks like Harry Potter. I mean, really. And it, that's like an inside joke within your family. That's that's pretty good. I, I like the phrasing of sexual points of entry. Yes. <laughs> all sexual points of entry. And I mean, for me, like if someone were to gag gift this to me i would be overjoyed and it would be my gift of the year like uh, yeah I, I think so just yeah by by virtue of the effort and the creativity and the hilarity yes. that went into that and when he sent that story to me on facebook he sent me a video of said cousin opening and it was pretty fucking funny <laughs> it's just 
It's fantastic. And it leads to another discussion. And when I shared this story with you, you mentioned you had some semi-complex Daniel Radcliffe feelings. And I really would like to know what that okay. means. Lightly complex feelings here. Uh, it's Harry Potter sidebar, basically. So um, this calls back to another unofficial question that was floated earlier. Um, why is Harry Potter considered a Christmas movie? Um, I, I take it the didn't the first one come out around Christmas time? Like a few of them maybe have. Yes, I um, think it's that uh, the timing plus it's British, and it's British. most things British are inherently Christmassy to Americans. I don't know that our friends know this, but. That's that's true. Would you agree that, that if it's British? That's a good you, point. I did not think of that. But I'm not sure when that started, but I think that's a thing. For me, Harry Potter is year round. Like I don't necessarily like mm-hmm. automatically tie it to Christmas, but saying that, I am in a rewatch of all the Harry Potter movies. Well, so. there you go. Um and it's just I don't know. I can't explain it. I mean, it's as much a Christmas movie as like the Star Wars movies are Christmas yeah, it's, movies. It's more of a, like a traditional type thing because yeah. a lot of people grew up with it, like book wise or movie wise. And um, so I think it really just goes back more to childhood, really, than it does to like mm-hmm. Christmas, really. While none of them are Christmas stories, it's something that you tend to revisit around. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas time Definitely. for whatever reason. And as far as Daniel Radcliffe is concerned, um Daniel Radcliffe is is not really I feel like what you would consider conventionally attractive, right? Um but at the same time he's been somewhat generous towards his uh fans within the capital G gay community. Mm. Uh, didn't he do that play where he was like nude the Nuded. whole thing? See, this is where I have semi-complex Daniel Radcliffe feelings as well. Because okay, so you're feeling me. I was super obsessed with him. And okay. when he did that play, he gets full frontal naked. Yeah. Um, I read like so many magazine articles um, online, like – I would buy stuff that had him on the cover. He is super fucking hot to me. Um, he was in the show called Extras, okay. uh, which is British, a British I show remember called that. Extras. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was in it and fucking hilarious and the total opposite of Harry Potter. But I yeah. think he's like super talented and he has that look that I am just attracted to anyway. Dark hair, dark eyes, um, mm-hmm. um, quick sense of humor, awkward and quirky. Um, so it just, like, everything about him to me is, like, as, like, even, oh, God. This and you like, were into Harry Potter, right? I was like, into you... Harry Potter. And, and, like, I wasn't, like, sexualizing him as a no. child, but when he got older in those movies and just in life i was just like okay it's okay to be like oh you hot now like (laughs) he 
And it's so funny. I don't funny. know why this is so funny to me. It, he is. You're like, oh, it's okay. It's you're okay not. now. Like, you're illegal now. I can say this. It's just <sighs> like, um, everything I've seen him in, I've loved him in. Like, there's no exception. I, I saw that Horns movie. He was phenomenal. <laughs> that, that Horns movie. movie. I forgot that, about that Horns that movie. That is a, like, legit, like, low-key, fun-as-fuck movie. And yeah. he's amazing in it. Like, he, I just, I, I, I just cannot say enough good things about him. I think he's wonderful. And, I mean, I've never been into Harry Potter. I'd have nothing against it at all. Um I just, it was one of those, it was after my time. I had too many competing interests. I never got into it. And, um, I mean, I knew who Daniel Radcliffe was playing Harry Potter and he was, you know, he's in all these movies and he would do other things that I was semi interested in. And I just, uh, I, I can't say I ever had like a thing for him or any, it wasn't funny because he's your type you know yeah that's i was about to say he is kind of my type but i just i don't know it just never really clicked with me i've liked him and stuff i've seen but it's one of those like uh, <laughs> this should this should work and it just <laughs> i just there's just really nothing there for me and that's fine but i'm like damn you know <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, it's like beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> so the fact that he is like, he's done all this stuff and full frontal in a play that granted, I'm sure it was very tasteful, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I can take it or leave it. <laughs> you know, it's just, well, um, he, I wish I felt some kind of way as you're describing, but I, I just really kind of don't. I think he just, like, since Harry Potter, I think he's been, like, just low-key, right? Just because, obviously, he doesn't need the money. He, everybody knows who he is. It's not like he needs any, like, projects no. to, like, make him more famous. Like, he's the most famous he's ever going to be. Like, he's already done that as a child, really. Um, so I think that frees him up to do some of this quirky stuff. And, um, I, I just, like, he did a thing, um, called a young doctor's notebook and other stories. Um, just so weird and fantastic. Like John Hamm was in that, uh, just, it's so like trippy and he picks these like trippy things to do. And I think it just fits him. It's just what I want to watch him do. It looks. Well, you know, it just happened. When you mention the young doctors, whatever, mm-hmm. um, I'm not saying I I'm, wasn't paying attention. Just when you use that expression, I remembered. Oh wait, I have it bad for Freddie Highmore, who mm. plays the good doctor, who is exactly. kind of my version, kind of my version of what you're describing with Daniel Radcliffe. So that yeah, I can yep, see that. Back to I mean, it's just it's it's that type. I mean, it's that same type really, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I just it kind of parallel paths. Not that Freddie Highmore did anything as high profile as Harry Potter. Potter but <laughs> I mean, same idea, really. But yeah, here we are. I don't know. I guess talk to me when they cast Tom Holland in that play. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
the full. And that's not play. even really. That's more of a joke than anything. Yeah. But I don't, I'll lean into it. It's fine. And I'm looking at his IMDb, IMDb right now, and there are a couple things on here that I haven't seen. Um, that really just makes me want to see it, just because he's in it. And so didn't he play a? What was the weird movie that he did a couple years ago? Um, Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man, yeah. yes, exactly. And he's like a corpse that kind of yeah comes back to life, maybe. And I actually have that movie, but I've never seen it, so I might have to I throw think that I'm in. Meant to see it, and I just never did. I don't know. We should watch that and do a live watch. We or should. Something. There we go. And I want to say um, he is in a TBS. I feel like I just saw this commercial since I was watching AEW. Um, he is in a um, TBS series called Miracle Workers, Dark Ages, and it's like a dark comedy series. And I remember watching a couple of episodes a couple of years ago, um, but I think they're doing like another season and that's why they were doing commercials on TBS, but I liked him in that too. So it's just, I just think he's awesome. Like, okay, very good. I had not heard of that. I need to do a Daniel Radcliffe deep dive, deep dive, catch up on all his work. That sounds dirty. All right. We have one more. Story. Well, two stories from one correspondent. And this comes from Scott Criscola of the Place to Be Nation, the Place to Be Nation podcast. Mm-hmm. So he says, I'm going to do a funny story, but first I want to say Christmas has changed in my house since my dad passed away in 2012. As he died at the beginning of December. Oof, rough I mean, bad for that to happen any time of year, but that especially. Uh, The first few years were tough, including not filling his seat at the table for dinner, both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. It sat empty as if his presence was there. Now we've gone from sorrow to reflection. My dad wouldn't have wanted us to sulk every Christmas because he wasn't there. So now we think about past Christmases when we were kids, and the great memories. I still miss him every day, but now I think of the good times. And, yeah, I would say that this time of year definitely brings out these types of feelings where you're sort of ruminating, you know, on the path. Yeah, missing people who you think should be Missing, yeah. I have, uh, I definitely have some departed relatives that it's just, not the same without yep. them. Yep. And you sort of try to make the most of it with the people who are still here mm-hmm. and um, grin and bear it with the people who are still here and you don't want to see. <laughs> and I think it probably takes a while to get to that point where you're like, you know, he wouldn't have wanted us to be this way and try to find some sort of joy um, where you can, even mm-hmm. though you miss them. So. Yeah, yeah, nothing you can do to change it, but you can um, try to move forward, if not move on. Right. So, Scott also shares, now the funny story, one year Christmas Eve was on a Sunday, 
So my brother and I went to the bar before church to watch some football. Well, a few beers and jack shots later, we stumble into church completely hammered. We are making way too much noise, and I'm praying very loud, (laughs) as you do when you're hammered. (laughs) When it came time to go for communion, my brother guzzled the wine. even though there were like 15 people still behind us. And I said, you mean there's not more? (laughs) Wow. I went back the next day and apologized to the priests. They were amused, actually. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Kwanzaa to all. Uh, um, Uh, I I like how um, you get drunk, and then you go to church. Yeah. Like, I'm hardcore, but I would probably never do that. (laughs) But I'm also not Catholic, so... I was about to say, I almost feel like it's a Catholic thing. Not that I'm one to say, but I guess I'm more Catholic than you are on the scale of not being Catholic at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's sort of one of those, okay, this is on the agenda today, we gotta go do this. Um, But we also want to watch some football, so... Yeah, we'll just hang out and kill some time here doing this. We're going to go to church. You're not really planning to get drunk necessarily, but if it happens, um, a few beers lead to a few jack shots, lead to a few more jack shots, and before you know it, you are hammered. But also, who, damn it, you still sh- got a responsibility as a Catholic. Who so. shoots Jack? Like, I mean, I love Jack's my yeah. number one. A drink of choice, but I would not definitely uh, pick it for shooting. So. Yeah, um, I wouldn't pick it either. Um, Unless it's just like cheap, like it's on sale. Like, what are we doing? Like, are they doing well, two for one jack shots at the bar? You wonder how many beers were had before deciding let's do shots. Ja- ja- yeah, well, thinking about the money so much and. Mm-hmm. I would do a shot of Jack, but if I do more than two, um, I'm probably not making it to church. You're not uh, going to church. No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I might rally after <laughs> some things happen. But uh, Another yeah. thing that's funny about this story is I am praying very loudly. Very loud. <laughs> it's like... Uh, like legit i'm baptist and you know baptists um uh are just they're not one to like publicly um get in their feels at church like like most like southern baptists I mean, I'm not talking Pentecostal. I'm not talking okay, like... Okay, you're not talking speaking in tongues. I'm not anymore. talking that, that wild. I'm talking like the old people are sleeping. Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> so right. like, you know, when you say your prayers in bed at night, if you're like me, you fall asleep halfway through. And <laughs> so I just can't imagine like praying loudly. It's just like... But I, I don't well, know. Our Father I, who art in heaven, <laughs> yelling in the church. 
like if he was Pentecostal, I think he would probably blend in, right? Like they would probably be okay with with that. But I just wonder, like, the, depends on how you're praying. I mean, yeah. the the words that are. I, I, I try not to say, say anything disparaging here towards Pentecostals. No, 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 I'm not. No, being ignorant here, but um, it's one of those things you kind of often don't realize how loud you are until right you're in a more sober state of mind. And I, I like the detail of the um, the priest being amused because you get the sense that maybe this wasn't the first time, <laughs> that, you know. And I also wonder, do you have to go to confession after? And Oh, tell on um, yourself. Yeah, tell on yourself. Do some Hail Marys for that. And also, I don't know much about praying um, when it comes to being Catholic. Like, are they like led prayers? So he's just like reciting back uh, things? Uh, I, I mean, know. he did say it was mass. Well, he's, well, it was Christmas Eve. So, so I, assume. I mean, it sounds like it was, I mean... It's very for the Catholic Church has a lot of rules. There's right. a lot of standing and kneeling mm-hmm. and praying and I mean it's you gotta kinda be on your game. Mm-hmm. And if you're drunk and not on your game, um maybe you can fake it if you've done it <laughs> enough times, but uh there's a lot of procedure involved, certainly. So <laughs> Sounds like it could have been quite the scene. I would have been dying. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And then especially when the brother guzzled the wine. <laughs> like, all right, nobody else gets any blood of Christ. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. So you would think they would have plenty of extra you beer, know. liquor, and wine. Yeah. Just all. <laughs> no, thank you. I do not mm. need that hangover. Could have been grape juice, perhaps. Um, so. But no, it says wine, so I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that's just alcohol on top of alcohol. And here. like from my experience in the Baptist church for communion, um, all we got was like these little teeny tiny squares yeah. of um, the bread or whatever, and then like a little, not even a shot glass, just like a little plastic one mm-hmm. sip of. Well, it wasn't wine, but. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, Welches. yeah, basically. <laughs> so I'm like, how much fucking oh wine did they give you? <laughs> I love it. This is sort of why in a way it's almost worth it to do the, if not midnight mass, then something on Christmas Eve, just to see all the people who are there just like once a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make a scene. Yes. And I'm not saying that he's just a once a year. I mean, this sounds like it was, hey, we're going to have a few beers. We're going to go to church. No big deal. But um, if you're if you're going to see a, a scene like that, um, it would be well, well worth your time, I think, as a spectator. Even that just blows my mind. Like, we're going to have a few beers, then we're going to go to church. Like, those things oh, yeah. do not go together in my brain. Like, I just it's... can't compute just a Catholic thing. It is, yeah. It's just, I don't know. It totally computes in my head being as <laughs> uncatholic as I am. You sort of rationalize things. It's it's very easy to, um, I think, compartmentalize when you're right. Catholic because you have the like the guilt thing, and you're mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, it's when confession comes into play, and it's just I don't know. It's it's a 
I, I can't really explain it, but it's a it's definitely a a a way of just smoothing things over that maybe don't fit together so well naturally. <laughs> that sounds like religion in general. So yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. Oh, so that does it for our submissions, I believe. And I don't know. Is there anything else you would like to share just story-wise that uh, you either didn't get off your chest last year or any thoughts that you have before we conclude our evening? I don't think so. I just think that um, I'm going to try to – like it's been pretty low stress thus far and Mm. I I don't want – to, I'm going to call this like a self-care Christmas. Like, mm, I don't, I'm not, like, I don't even have a tree up yet. Um, I'm trying not to put all this weird expectation on myself um, mm-hmm. to, to fake it, I guess. And even that sounds weird, but... um. I want to make it good, but I, I want to make it more me, like not yeah, feeling so pressured. Like even with my gifts, like I'm a huge gift giving person. I love to do that. Um, but I've tried to scale it down a bit and be like a little bit more practical on that mm-hmm. side and get it done early. Like I've done that. And cool not like you know but also i have a child so it's weird <laughs> yeah and he won't understand that so i i do like i do have to yeah how are you going to present self care christmas to <laughs> your your 10 year old you know it's it's one of those it works for you but may not fly for a kid sort of thing so and, there's that that middle that... ground I don't want to make it seem like I'm shortchanging him because really he's an old soul too. And, and he, I think he just gets me like he, he doesn't put any of that expectation on me. He, Mm -hmm. he is genuinely okay with whatever I want to do. Um, for the most part. So I'm lucky in that, I don't have like an elf on the shelf kind of kid or, and I don't, oh, I don't mean anything bad about that. We didn't it's even just, get into that. <laughs> it's just that old, he, ugh. he sees it. Like he sees things the way that I see them. And, mm-hmm. um, he just has like this otherworldly, um, knowledge that I'm, it's not like I've sat him down to talk about like how much life sucks. Like he just knows, you know what he I mean? He just knows it does. He just knows it does. Um, and, and that's, a that's, I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, I feel like that's yeah. good in the, in the way that like he can insulate himself against things that aren't, aren't, not real and he can recognize the things that are real. So I don't know. I, 
I don't know. I might just. Well, it's one of those you you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's, yeah, it's... yeah. I mean, bless. Once his heart. he kind of gets it, then it's you can't really. You can't really snow him, but snow so much. Um, and I, I don't mean to make it sound like he's a bitter child. Like he has no, no. joy for like the the smallest things, um, mm-hmm. and, and so I indulge those things that bring him joy. And I don't try to add things to yeah, or take away from any of the little things that he does love so much. Um, just even to the point where like, he's having like a a class Christmas party, which most kids do. And so we have to take something to school and, um, I'm like, do you want me, like, do you want us to like make some Christmas cookies together? Like, do you want to get in the kitchen and make something or, or do you want me to buy something? He's just like, just buy something. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Just something little Mm -hmm. like that. Like. Because he knows himself well enough to know that he doesn't have the patience to get in the kitchen with me and make some fucking Christmas cookies. <laughs> so he's going to make it easier on both of us and give right. me the out to say, Mama, just buy some Christmas cookies. There and you we're, go. Everybody's happy. I'm happy. The kids are happy. It's all good. Like, I don't have to wrap myself up into making these mem- quote unquote memories. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, these manufactured yeah. memories. Like, that, I could I mean, do Everyone that. knows this manufactured. It's not like you're fooling anyone, exactly. right? Exactly. And I, well, that makes sense. I, I, I don't know if it does, but it does, like, in my brain. And, like, the fact that he knows me well enough to just communicate that with me is sort of amazing <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, and some... Some yeah. kids really love to do that. You know, some yeah. kids are crafty and they want to get in the kitchen and they want to use their imagination and their talent to to make things. And he's just not that kid. And no. it's good that we're both in this place where we can just be like, it's it's kind of okay, mom. Just buy the cookies. Life is not a Hallmark movie. It's and- not. It's but, nice to recognize that, and you can't force it to be a Hallmark movie when it's not. But he knows if yeah. he wanted to do that, I would do that. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, I just let him sort of lead that energy. Mm-hmm. If he wants to do it, fuck, we'll do it. But look, if you're not feeling it, then we're not going to do it. It's fine. I'm good with it. Excellent. Well, um, I'm not a parent, but uh, I would just say my heart goes out to you if you are. Uh, I hope you're leaning on the wine heavily and <laughs> flying the friendly skies of Zanzibar <laughs> if you need to. Whatever gets you through, perfectly okay. Maybe draw the line at heroin. I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, so... Here we are. We have survived, you and I, Jenny, another inebriated holiday edition. Yeah, yeah. Talking pop. I kind of like what we're doing. I hope we we keep this alive. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think we've doled out a ton of uh, useless advice, but hopefully had some um, useful pearls of wisdom, mostly from you. Uh, <laughs> We hope you enjoyed our stories, 
got something out of our questions, and we will do it again next year. Yeah, we will. But until then, we remain Tim Capel and Jennifer Smith. Happy holidays, everyone, from Talking Pop on the Jenny position. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> and anything in between. <laughs>